The Torah content from now through Pesach has been sponsored by the Kofsky family in loving memory of Adira, who loved big ideas and asking big questions. This is Marcus Aurelius, Book 3, Paragraph 11. To the above supports, let one more be added. Always make a figure or outline of the imagined object as it occurs, in order to see distinctly what it is in its essence, naked, as a whole, and parts. And say to yourself its individual name and the names of the things of which it was compounded and into which it will be broken up. For nothing is so able to create greatness of mind as the power methodically and truthfully to test each thing that meets one in life, and always to look upon it so as to attend at the same time to the use which this particular thing contributes to the to a universe of a certain de- definite kind, what value it has in reference to the whole, and what to man, who is a citizen of the highest city, whereof all other cities are like households. What is this which now creates an image in me? What is its composition? How long will it naturally continue? What virtue is of, of use to meet it? For example, gentleness, fortitude, truth, good faith, simplicity, self-reliance, and the rest. Therefore, in each case, we must say, this has come from God. This by the actual coordination of events, the complicated web and similar coincidence or chance, this from my fellow man, from my kinsman, my comrade, yet one who does not know what is natural for himself. But I do know, wherefore I use him kindly and justly according to the natural law of fellowship, aiming, however, at the same time at his dessert, where the question is morally indifferent. Okay, this one's actually like, there's a lot to unpack here, uh, so much so that I think I might actually only comment on the first part of this today, and maybe we'll we'll tackle the second half tomorrow. So this uh, the first part really is giving you a, uh, a stoic technique. Okay, um, and the technique can be applied in many different ways, uh, and so we'll 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 distinguish between the technique and the application here. So the technique is when you are confronted with something and it brings up certain feelings, then you have to what he calls test it, which means you have to differentiate between the the reality of the thing and your impression of it. Um, and I think two really concise um, uh, two concise uh, explanations of this. Of you know, or formulations of this technique uh, can be found in Epictetus's handbook in uh, the Enchiridion in chapter one and in chapter five. So, um, and I'm just quoting um, individual lines here. So he says in chapter one at the very end, straight away then train yourself to say to every unpleasant impression, you are an impression and by no means what you appear to be. Then examine it and test it by the rules that you have. First, in this way especially, by asking whether it concerns things that are in our power or things that are not in our power. Uh, and if it concerns something not in our power, have ready to hand the answer, this is nothing to me. Uh, and then in chapter 5, uh, which is really kind of the premise of everything here, is it is not circumstances themselves that trouble people, but their judgments about those circumstances. Um, so that that's uh, you know that's the premise here. So when something disturbs you, you have to realize, number one, that it's not the thing that's disturbing you, it's your impression of the thing. And secondly, is you have to make sure that you have a, 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 a that you that the actual thing itself, or let's put it this way, you have to calibrate your impression of it to be as in line with the reality of the thing itself as possible. So Epictetus focuses on whether the thing is in your control or not, because again, at the end of the day, that's what the Stoics held, that the only true good and bad has to do with how you use your will. So if something is outside of your control, then it's indifferent to good and bad. Um, um, again, that's that's not exactly, I don't think that's exactly what the Torah holds. I think there's a, a subtle but important fundamental difference there. We've talked about that earlier. Um, Marcus Aurelius, instead of focusing on what's in your control and what's not, focuses on a bunch of other stuff that he lists. Um, and uh, again, that that I want to talk about tomorrow. But I just want to talk about this technique here. Okay, so uh, I have a, an example that I've been thinking about lately. So um, for the last, um, I don't know, five years that I taught um, in high school, I had uh, 
really jam-packed Tuesdays. Tuesday was the day where I would teach seven classes, um, most of which were an hour. Um, and I would have a little break, uh, you know, one, one period of break, which of course I would be doing other work and preparing for my classes there. So it was always, it was always a very stressful day, uh, in just in terms of like the amount that I had to do and the amount I had to prepare for. So, um, what I would often do, you know, I would, when, when preparing for the day, I would often be daunted by it. And, uh, and then I would stop and think to myself, okay, wait a minute here what exactly is it that I'm facing? And I would separate between my impression of it and and the actual thing itself. So I would say, okay, well, it's not a day. It is a morning and an afternoon. And my morning is comprised of of a class in tefillah and a, uh, you know, whatever whatever the classes were, a class in tefillah, a class in Chumash, a class in Jewish ethics, and a class in English. And, um, and tefillah is something that I, I enjoy teaching. And I it's beneficial. And like, I have a really good idea to share with them, you know, and I'm prepared for it. And then Chumash, that's something also that like, I, 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 I love teaching Breshis and like, I, I, I'm really excited about what we're going to do today. And I would just walk myself through the individual things that I was about to face and not think of it in aggregate and get overwhelmed by the impression, but break it down to its component parts and realize that, okay, no, I got this. Okay. And I got that. And I got this. And, uh, and, and, and then, you know, sometimes, I mean, I, I wouldn't do this all the time, but I would, I would take the line of reasoning that Marcus Aurelius was saying, which is recognizing how this fits into the whole. For example, like, like, you know, I'm helping students to, to have a better relationship with davening and, uh, and like giving them techniques that are going to benefit them in the long run. And, you know, I would think about it in grand terms, but most of the time I wouldn't, most of the times I would just think about what I have to do. Cause that's what I'm most concerned with. I wouldn't be thinking about like the, the objective good. And then now I'm finding that, so for example, this year I've had obviously a, a drastic schedule change. So this year I find that like, you know, my Tuesdays happen to be one of the least busy days. It's, the, it's one of the days where I, I teach the the fewest classes um, uh, and I only teach uh, four of them. Uh, and so like, it's funny, I still have, I still, have, you know, on Monday night or on Tuesday morning, I still have this feeling of being about to confront a very busy, stressful day. And I call that in my, I, I, I dub this, um, phantom stress, you know, in the same way that like they say, when you get a limb amputated, you can still feel it, you know? So like my schedule has drastically changed and yet my psyche is relating to the upcoming Tuesday in the same way that it used to for the last five years, you know? And so I really have to work at it and saying, no, no, no. Like this morning, like all I'm teaching is Mishlei, which I love and could teach forever. And then I'm going and teaching a Jewish ethics class, which is, you know, usually Pirkei Avos, which also I love. And like, I love the, you know, teaching these particular students. And then I just realized it's purely an impression. It's just something that like has no, ba the thing I'm stressed about has no basis in reality. So this is the, f the foundation of, 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 you know, of, of stoicism. And this is also the foundation in a sense, or literally exactly foundation of cognitive behavior therapy. And that's why I wanted to like, just bring that, bring out that point before we go into the details that Marcos Aurelius lists. Okay. Uh, sorry for the length of this here.